Welcome to Do It Scared, a podcast meant to inspire and encourage women to live brave and courageous lives. I'm Liza Wild. And I'm Danielle Schnockenberg. And together we interview kick-ass women and have heart-filled conversations about facing your fears, tackling your doubts, and accomplishing some truly amazing shit. Hey everyone, it's Liza here to introduce you to our guest today, who is Lauren Frontiera, the amazing podcast host behind the Grit and Glitter podcast. And we're really excited to have her on and talk about her creative process behind her own episodes today. But while we were discussing the Grit and Glitter podcast, we stumbled into the topic of social media and how consuming too much can lead to overwhelm and comparing your creativity to others. And this is something Lauren's been struggling with and navigating for the past couple months, which has even led to her taking a few hiatuses from social media. So we dove into why there's a fine line between creating and consuming that we tow as creative entrepreneurs. And this is just such a great conversation. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the episode now. But when you're done, go ahead and pop over to the Facebook group and let us know what you struggle with as far as comparing yourself to other people's creativity. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, ladies. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you today. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here on the Do It Scared podcast. Um, I have been a big fan of yours for a while. And, you know, we recently connected in the last couple months. And I'm just so excited to finally have you on here and talk about your story. I know. It's so weird being on someone else's podcast. Like, I'm sure you experienced that, like, when you came on my podcast. But it's different being in the other seat. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And like, I feel like our styles are a little bit similar. Uh So, you know, it's very like an organic conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, even the one I was on for years, it was like slightly smaller. And I was like, can I keep Lauren occupied for the next like 35 (laughs) minutes? Let's go. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just to kind of give you like a heads up here, we're going to kind of do um, with the season two, we're kind of doing like our monthly themes. So we're really excited to talk to you about kind of creativity and inspiration because Glit and Glitter, Glitter Co., your company and the podcast, you're all about inspiring creatives and stuff like that. So I'm super excited to do that. But for those of our fans and our listeners who don't know you, will you kind of give like a Cliff Notes version of yourself and talk a little bit about Grit and Glitter? Yeah. So I guess I'll start with Grit and Glitter. I am the host of the Grit and Glitter podcast, and it's a three times weekly podcast where I sit down with female entrepreneurs and dive into the real raw hard parts of their life and business journey. And um, I recently went from doing one episode a week during season one to three episodes a week. So each day is a little different. Tuesdays are shorter episodes with me diving into a specific topic. Wednesdays are specific topics um, with other female entrepreneurs. And then Thursdays are, are longer episodes where we like dive into their stories. But I started the podcast after nosediving into the world of entrepreneurship myself (laughs) with my first business, um, which was, I started maybe three or four years ago now. And the hardest part for me about being a quote unquote entrepreneur was not at all what I expected. It was the overwhelm of the doubts and the insecurities and the comparison and the fears. And it was, it just totally like took me by surprise because I did not see that coming. And I'd always felt confident in my work and my schoolwork and my career. And like for the first time, it just shook me at the core. And I thought that it meant that I wasn't capable of doing a business or doing this thing because I felt that way. And as I got to know more, and more ladies who were starting businesses and doing things, I realized that everyone felt this way. And so I ended up closing that first business and starting the podcast because I I wanted to inspire women with the truth that 
we're all struggling. It's hard. That's a part of life and business. And and that doesn't mean that you're not capable. It means that you can can do this. So that's kind of how that came to be. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing but NOLA. Wasn't that your granola company? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't your mom start that originally with you? So yeah. So we started that together. It was one of those things where I was doing HR at a software development company out in Denver and I hated my life. <laughs> I was miserable and I'd always wanted to like start my own business or something. I also have always loved food, like still to this day, it's just like a passion of mine. And my mom had been, she got on this crazy granola kick when I was in college of just making granola. Like she found this recipe online and one thing led to another and she was making all these flavors and experimenting and she always had this overflow of granola. So she would take it to the ladies that she worked with and she would send it, you know, with me to school. And people started asking her to buy the granola because she would make all these cool flavors. So as I'm miserable in my job and I was considering going to culinary school and I, I just wasn't sure at the time. And mom said, well, why don't, why don't you try selling my granola? Like people are asking to buy this. So I was like, okay, well, if you do it with me, <laughs> then we can do this. So she did more of like the baking. She really did all of the baking and everything for a large majority of the business. And I did more of like the marketing business side of things. So it's always nice to have that, like you said, like, if you do this with me, we can do this because it's, it's hard doing it solo. Yeah. When I started, I had my mom as like my business partner and Danny has Josh, who's, you know, kind of more like a silent side of things, but he's very much there supporting and helping with like the printing and everything. Yeah, but not in the first few businesses. <laughs> yeah. alone for a while. And then I'm so glad to like, I still have some aspects like the web design stuff. He's no knowledge, no interest, <laughs> yeah. no help there. But definitely with father-in-law, it's nice to to have that. Hey, you do this with me. That's also how we yeah. end up with this podcast. Yeah. I was kind of bouncing it. Like, I think I want to do this. And it was just so much easier when Liza said, I want to do this too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it was our second meeting, Danny. We were out at coffee and yeah. Danny's like, I'm starting a podcast. And I was like, if you need help, let me know. She's like, you want to co-host? <laughs> And I was like, second time we'd met. Yeah. I love it. What's nice to like, that's something that I don't have with grit and glitter now. And it can be hard because it's nice when you have the other person to bounce ideas off of, or like if one of you is having a bad day and you need that, like lifting up, it's nice to have someone else on your team. For sure. Okay. I want to dive into talking more about the podcast, especially because of your mission behind it. So I'm a little behind right now on season two, just from having been gone, but I'm like finally catching up again. And I love all of the different episodes. So talk a little bit about kind of like your creative process behind like coming up with the new style of episodes in season two. Yeah. So when I first launched it, launched the podcast, which was um, February of 2016. So last year, I started out with just one episode a week. And uh, every other week, it was a shorter episode with me. And then every other week, it was a longer episode, like the now Thursday episodes where I sit down and dive into another female entrepreneur's like story, life and business story. And I started that way because I knew that it was a lot. Like a podcast is a lot of work, as you guys know. And I didn't want to overwhelm myself and get it over my head and then end up like bailing on it because it was just too much. So it felt manageable for me at that time. But then like as the podcast started growing and I started meeting more people, 
I didn't have enough spots to bring on the people that I wanted to bring on. Like at the time, I was only bringing on two people a month. And I found myself wanting to bring on more people and then at the same time I found myself like in the longer episodes it's such a cool thing to like dive into someone's story and to really like hear like the process of how they got to where they are now doing what they're doing but there's certain topics that I you just didn't dive into and I had ladies on who would share their stories and then they would become friends and we would be on the phone talking and having these conversations and I'm like we need to talk about this in the podcast but there, there was no space to do that so when I, I took a break the month of December to, well, Thanksgiving through the end of December to really like just go back and get everything in order and kind of build the foundation that I didn't do initially when I started the podcast. And that was when I decided to do three episodes a week. And the idea was I still wanted the shorter episodes where it was just me and I could just sit down and like spill my guts and my heart into the microphone, you know, but then I wanted a shorter episode to dive into these topics, like the the conversations I was having with friends about things. Um, And then I still wanted the Thursday episodes where we were diving into stories. And it seemed like so much, like, I can't tell you how many times I was like, oh my God, three episodes, do I really want to do this? Because it's so much more work, but it just felt so right. And I'm a big believer in like going with my gut. And if my gut's like, yes, this is the right thing, then I'm like, okay, I I feel good about it and I'll make it work. So yeah, it's been nice because I now can have on more people every month and there's there's a, a wider range of conversations and topics and lengths of episodes. So you have like 15 minute, 30 minute, hour long episodes. So It's nice because I feel like wherever you're at in your day or your week, there's like something that you can listen to, even if you can't sit down for a whole hour long podcast episode or something. For sure. So with this, I, I feel like I've never seen you necessarily declare yourself as anything like I, I mean, maybe obviously an entrepreneur, but I mean, like, I feel like so many people you have on are like creative entrepreneurs or, you know, solo entrepreneurs or mompreneurs or something like that. But like when I think of creativity, I still think of like the Grit and Glitter podcast. So I don't know if by extension you consider yourself a creative entrepreneur because you are creating this podcast three episodes a week, which is, holy hell, that's impressive. (laughs) Absolutely floors me because how much work we put into having one a week with a producer. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But... So Great and Glitter is now your only project though, right? Like Yeah, so I also do freelance work because right now like Grit and Glitter is not making money and paying the bills. So I've been doing freelance work for since I've started since like before I started the podcast. So I still have like two core clients that I do like social media, marketing, copywriting, like all the, you know, that kind of work for, which is what I've done for a while. Um, but Grit and Glitter is my only my project, I guess. <laughs> Gotcha. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that you were still taking on freelance because I was like, how the hell does she have time to do three episodes? Yep. Yeah. God, girl, I'm so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolutely. a lot. Do you know the thing that I noticed though? Like, because I was the same, like, how am I, how am I going to make this happen? And don't get me wrong. I do work more on the podcast than before, but because I batch process things now, it, it doesn't feel as much as even doing one episode a week was because before I was so last minute on getting things together and I'd be editing the day before and I was super last minute, whereas now I have to plan like several months in advance. And so while it's a lot, my days and weeks aren't crazy, insanely busy with the podcast. Like I, I still have plenty of time to like live life and stuff. It forced you to hone those prior- priorities yeah. and like really get organized. That's definitely right. what I found because I'm juggling a ton of projects right now between the podcast and Feather and Wild and I'm still running my web design business in the background and 
homeschooling five kids because I'm nuts like that. Like, it definitely has made me, like, I had to cut things because I was also in school and I have yet another big client side project. And it's, like, you have to, like, figure it out and figure out what's important and, like, really cut that down. And Liza is trying really hard not to laugh at me right now, it looks like. (laughs) I just, like, I love Danny because she's, like what I wish I could be doing sometimes. And then I'm just like, I don't know if I have that energy to do that. Yeah, but you see the dark side sometimes too. Like, yeah. it's it makes you focus on your priorities, but there are times when, like, everything collides. We're in that right now. Getting ready to launch season two, getting ready to launch spring collection for Feather and Wild. Like, you have times where you're so organized and you're so focused because you don't have a choice. And then sometimes every, like, all the plates you're spinning just all drop. yeah. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Gosh, yes, it happens to everyone. <laughs> right. Don't let anybody fool you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I want to touch on something you just mentioned mm-hmm. because you did say that like Grit and Glitter podcast is not currently making you money, but I know that you've recently launched like your Patreon campaign mm-hmm. and you're definitely trying to help monetize it a little yeah. bit just to take some of that pressure off. So yeah. how does that actually kind of adding pressure to the podcast, right? Because now you feel like you've got to put out all of this content and it's got to be – because now you've got extra content, Mm -hmm, right, within mm -hmm, Patreon? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so with Patreon, that's my space where – and I've I've kind of – it takes time. Because, like, when you start something, you feel like you're just spewing everywhere on social media. So I've had to get clear about where I'm sharing what. So Patreon is is really explicitly the behind the scenes. So I am now, like, recording – at the end of a podcast episode, I ask the person to stay on and ask them a question that never gets aired anywhere else but exclusively on Patreon so I'll be doing that and doing some like behind the scenes videos of me recording this weekend I just like did a video of me recording intros and outros and like you see me messing up and so yeah it's more content but really with Patreon it's it's not a ton it's not a ton more work but anyways yeah you're not producing like extra episodes right because some people do and that's that's kind of the thing I love about Patreon is you can do however you want so like right. with us only doing one episode a week it wouldn't be that much more work if we when mm-hmm. we get into that to mm-hmm. be like we're gonna do like your short episodes but only mm-hmm. for patreon people yeah so yeah. i love how you made that work without making more work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i try to do things like if i'm already sitting down to record i'll try to video you know take a video and and those things are a lot less edited than any of the podcasts that I do I'm not going to put more time into it. it's behind the scenes it's not meant to be, be this like really fancy edited video even like audio clip that you're listening to so it's a lot less work that goes into doing that right it's kind of like the blooper reel that mm-hmm. used to I don't even know if they still exist on the end of movies yes anymore, but yeah, those, are the, those are my favorite <laughs> Me too. Me too. So with the multiple episodes and everything a week, are you finding that it's kind of hard to find like inspiration for these for these topics? I mean, I you always seem so put together and like you always seem like you've got it planned and obviously you do a couple months in advance. But do you ever find moments when you're just like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week? I don't know. Do I need to go have a conversation with someone so I can get inspired? Mm hmm. It's so crazy because I was just thinking about this yesterday. So it's funny that you would ask me because I've had people ask me how I plan out topics. Like, am I doing research on like what everyone's talking about? I'm like, no, not at all. Like with my shorter episodes, those I do not record months in advance. Those I record at most two weeks in advance because I want them to be more relevant to my life. And those I kind of just sit down and I'm like, what's on my heart? Like, what is it that I'm thinking a lot about? Or I'll be having a conversation with Josh, my husband, and, and I'm talking about something and I'm like, yeah, this is 
is what I need to talk about. Like, what are those conversations that I find myself having with people like that week that that's really like weighing on me? And then that's how I do those episodes for the topic specific episodes where I sit down with another lady and, and we dive into a specific topic. I ask them like, hey, what's been weighing on your heart recently? What's something you want to talk about? And surprisingly, up until this point, I've not had someone throw out an idea that crosses over anything I've done yet. And I keep having people like go, oh, well, this is something. And I'm like, yes. I've never talked about that on the podcast before, you know? And then for the longer episodes, it's like this. It's, it happens much more organically and the conversation just spills out of your story and whatever it is that we're talking about. So I don't put a lot of pressure on myself at all. It just happens naturally. And so I've not had like really any, I guess, issue coming up with it or the content. That's awesome. Yeah. As far as having guests on, did you like originally just reach out to a bunch of people in cold call or did you like have people from your previous business? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. the podcast was very much a stepping stone from NOLA because a lot of the first people that came on the podcast were people that I were friends that I'd made and other like ladies that were running businesses that I had connected with through running the granola company. And they were also people that I'd just been following while I was running the granola company. So some of them were friends and and they knew that I was starting the podcast and I would reach out and ask. Other were like acquaintances that I knew me and knew what I was doing. And so I would ask. And then definitely like as it grew, I would reach out to people that I just admired and followed for a while and would just email and, and ask them to come on. And that's still what I do now because I now have people asking to come on some, but then I'm also reaching out to people that have no clue who I am, <laughs> no clue what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, you come on the podcast. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's just a, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brave Lady, Danny here. I hope you've been enjoying this new season of Do It Scared. Don't forget that the conversation is still going over on Facebook. You can check out our Do It Scared Facebook group by going to facebook.com backslash groups backslash Do It Scared. So I know recently you took, and I don't even know if you're technically back on your Instagram hiatus. Will you talk a little bit about like how you kind of step away from social media? Because I know a big thing we've been talking about lately in your Facebook group is like authenticity and, you know, kind of being real in this very crazy world of social media. So how are you like taking a step back from social media to kind of nurture yourself and, Mm -hmm. and everything like that? So I will start by saying I've had a lot of Instagram hiatuses. <laughs> I just, Intentional or not. Yeah. I, <laughs> there, like, that. All, I just like shared about this on Instagram because it hit me. I was like, I have a very unhealthy relationship with Instagram. It, it's very, it's like the romantic relationship where, you know, things are great. You're madly in love. And a week later, you're like, screw this. You're yelling. We need a break. And then the next week, you're like, we're madly in love. And then you're like, screw this. I hate you. We need a break. Like, this is my relationship with Instagram. <laughs> And so I, um, I've had lots of Instagram hiatuses because what happens is it's, it's like this unhealthy cycle where I will feel overwhelmed and I will like be comparing myself like crazy. Like it's just so insanely crazy. And, and, and it like weighs on me. So I'm like, okay, I've got to delete Instagram. Like, so I just delete the app off of my phone because I have to delete it so that I don't like check it, create like a crazy woman. And so I'll do that. And then a few days later, I feel great. So I open Instagram back up and I feel good about sharing and I'm like sharing more often. And I love it and I'm not consuming as much. But then 
I start sharing less and I get caught up more in the consuming of Instagram and then I fall back into this trap. And so right now I'm at this place where I want to like figure out how I can have a healthy relationship with Instagram where it's not this like constant cycle, you know, and um, at the beginning or at the end of last year, I did an Instagram purge. So it's been this like process. I I was following over a thousand people and I'm now following less than 200 and I really do not follow it's rare that I will follow a new account at this point because I just want to try to consume less. It's the consuming that gets me in trouble. And like it starts to steal from my creativity. I feel less authentically creative when I'm consuming because my creativity starts to become her creativity or the things that she's doing. And, and it becomes spinoffs of that. And then I feel really inauthentic, but it's hard to like disconnect from that because I'm so caught up in it. So it's a process and I'm still... I'm interested and my like goal is like this year I, I want to figure that out because it's like last year and it's been such a struggle and then I want to like figure out okay how can I have this good relationship with social media because I think so many people do where I'm not just like consuming and getting caught up in comparison but I'm actually I don't know like feeling good about what yeah, I consume. We're all there. We are so all there. I deleted the Facebook app a while ago and then like we'll travel and I'll have to put it back and then I'll forget to take it off and then it's got to go. And then the Facebook feed, it's stressful. Oh my God. (laughs) So on Chrome, there's an extension called Kill News Feed. Best thing ever. So you can log into Facebook, but you can't see the news feed? Yeah. So it'll allow you to like go into your groups and like do what you need to do, Uh but you can't actually like see all these people from high school that are just like, Mm -hmm. I'm having a baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or all of the, the, political drama and stuff and i i mean i'm totally all for like staying informed and stuff and i use Mm -hmm. the skim for that and that's amazing because it gives me like a quick digest i'm not gonna fall down a facebook rabbit hole Mm -hmm. i know that the stuff's legit i'm not worried about having to like vet sources and stuff and so like finding a way to compartmentalize and like remove the crap that makes you feel like crap Yeah, but I'm with you on Instagram. I just did a huge purge on our Feather and Wild account. Actually, one of our other guests, Maggie, Mm -hmm. that will be on soon is coaching me with that stuff. And like, we totally did a huge purge on Instagram. And like, Mm -hmm. it's enjoyable again. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely the who's is who deserves the the mental energy of following and all that and sharing content that makes other people think you deserve the mental energy of following, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. just crap. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think that's something we all get but then you have like fear of missing out mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you yeah, delete those that apps FOMO, man. yeah it, it mm-hmm. bites you and social media is the worst mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you know what's funny for me like at least the past week when i deleted it i have gained more of a fomo of real life than online because i found myself like living my life through online it sounds so weird but it's like the best way I can describe it rather than living my life in real life and sharing it online it's like I was doing everything for online life I don't know it was a weird thing and so for me it's like I gotta delete I gotta figure this out or I'm like I need to go outside I need to experience life it's it's also interesting too because in in college that's the word (laughs) like what is that word I'm trying to say in college my sophomore year I deleted my my Facebook account account. Instagram was not a thing. And I remember people were like, you don't have Facebook. Like you'd go to parties, you'd meet people. And it was, I was this crazy anomaly because I did not have a Facebook yes. account. So it's so interesting that now I, I'm struggling with a similar thing again, where 
there. But now everything I do is online. So I can't just delete my accounts. And I want to be active. I want to be engaged. My The Facebook group is one of the only places where I, like right now, I'm like, I could spend all day in there. Like I just, I feel good. I feel good. And I don't scroll Facebook as much. So it doesn't affect me as much as Instagram does. It's an Instagram thing for me right now. But it's so interesting how it's like different social media. And it's like the combination of all of it that just affects all of us that way. For Absolutely. sure. And I know you've talked about this too, like the idea of consuming and it kind of stealing from your own creativity because with podcasts, you have mentioned that you've limited the number of podcasts you listen Mm -hmm. to because you don't want to get so hung up on other people's style Mm -hmm. and other people's creative process Mm -hmm. that you lose your own for grit and glitter too. Mm -hmm. So what podcasts, and I might have asked you this before, but what podcasts do you listen to that fuel your creativity Mm -hmm. or that you like listening to that don't Mm -hmm. steal from grit and glitter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, they're all podcasts that I was listening to before I started Grit and Glitter. And none of them really, they're all like different for different aspects of my life. So if I want a business podcast, I do Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. The, the Lively Show podcast is my like, love yes. it. I also do Jessica Murnan's One Part Plant. And she sits down with a wide range of people and like talks about things. So Jessica Murnan's One Part Plant and Jess Lively's The Lively Show are kind of like my creativity fuel, I guess. But then I do Smart Passive Income for Business. I do Rob Bell's podcast for more of like a spiritual spirituality and stuff. And then um, I also like the model health show for health. So there, there's several key ones. I also listen to, of course, um, well, Magic Lessons, but she hasn't put out any new podcasts recently, Elizabeth Gilbert. And I mm-hmm. love Dear Sugar Radio. But these are ones, again, I I have, in the past year, I have not started listening to any new podcasts and I probably won't because for that reason, like when I do, you're like, oh, did you hear how they did that? Oh, oh, who do they have on? Oh my gosh, like the guests, this, this, this. And it's, if like I fall into like the comparison thing. So, and with the podcast, it's the one thing I'm like, "Mm, I I can't, I can't do that. (laughs) Plus, I mean, as much as I love them, they're such a time suck too. Like, I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have to commute to work every day. So I've got at least 40 minutes, usually sometimes an hour every day to listen to a podcast. So like, that's my time. Otherwise, it's like I get home and I suppose I could turn it on while I'm cooking dinner, but I'm probably not going to be paying attention to one thing or the other. So either food gets burned or I miss (laughs) that entire five minutes of conversation. So, yeah, but you listen to a lot. I guess I, I didn't even realize it was that many. Well, when I started saying them, because I thought it's a core, like, honestly, the the business one and the health one, I have not listened to in the past few months. Because I go through spells where yep. it'll depend on, like, what, what content is it that I need and that I want to listen to. And some of these don't put out podcasts regularly or all the time. So they're, like, the ones that if I'm going to listen to, they're the only ones that show up in my podcast feed. But... I only listen to them like as I need them. The Lively Show, I listen to always, but the others, I kind of just do it depending on the topic. And sometimes I just get overwhelmed with business talk and I'd rather just like talk about life. So I kind of like those podcasts like Dear Sugar and The Lively Show and stuff. So yeah. yeah. And just for our listeners sake, like I'll be putting links to all of these too, if you want to check yeah. them out in the show notes. So but I'm definitely gonna have to check out a few, but I'm unlike Liza, I don't have a commute. And I cannot multitask when it comes to listening to a podcast and working, like, no matter how tedious the task is. So, like, my time to listen to podcasts is extremely limited. Yeah. I do most of my listening. I don't drive a lot. But when I do drive, I don't do radio. I do podcasts. And mm-hmm. I, I driving, do a lot. I have five kids in the car. Yeah. I can't <laughs> hear myself think. So there goes that. 
I used to I used to love it. I actually had a grocery store that was about 25 minutes away and uh-huh. I used to do it on a day the sitter was here so I could go by myself and like that was the only time I regularly listened. I listened to Being Boss all the time uh-huh. because it was every Tuesday when they released their new one was the day mm-hmm. I was going grocery shopping and I had just the right amount of time in the car by myself. Nice. We moved and that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I listen a lot when I am like cooking and cleaning. Even in the morning, if I'm just like making the bed and getting ready, I'll be listening to podcasts. And it, it's nice. Like I personally really like your slightly shorter episodes now too, because I can fit them in. Like yeah. while I'm showering or something like that, like I'll put my it on my phone and like put my phone on the, the bathroom sink or something and listening. Yeah. Not that that's t- TMI for anyone. Right. But. <laughs> no, that's. I think I need to do something like that because I think that's it. I've always listened to really Being Boss is the only one I've regularly listened to for the longest time, and then um, Amy Kretzky's Health Feels Hustle. And hers are all nice and short, and so I love those while I'm putting on makeup or doing something real quick. But I need to find more that have short ones. So yeah, definitely like Grit and Glitter and some yeah. of the other ones that have short ones because that's it. I like if it's a forty-five minute. One. When do I have time for that? Mm-hmm. I, little podcasts are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm bad too. I listen to the longer podcasts in like spurts. Like I'll just yeah. pick up where I, I forget what stuff. the first part was about <laughs> if I do that. Like I can do it like if I'm commuting back and forth. So like uh-huh. go, go shop, come back. Like that's like my time limit of yeah. remembering what was being said. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Mom memory. <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, so we totally kind of went off on a tangent there a little bit, but I want to dive a little bit back into, Mm -hmm. as we kind of get towards the end here, about your kind of refueling what you do offline. Mm. So like you said, you know, wanting to focus more on real life. Mm -hmm. Are there like specific things you like to do like with your husband or Mm -hmm. just by yourself that Mm -hmm. really kind of inspire you, that get you all excited Mm -hmm. about getting back into the office Mm -hmm. and and doing the work that you do with the Great and Glitter podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of those is just being outside. And being intentional about that time. And and we walk the dog twice a day, so that's nice. You know, even more than that. The other thing, too, that I found when you're doing podcasts, you talk to a lot of people, but it's all virtual. And I'm an extrovert and I work from home. So working from home drains me. Like I don't, uh, there's nothing to fuel me. And so I've been trying to be intentional just about spending time with people, like in real life. And, and so whether that's Josh and I going, hey, like, let's just go have a drink and sit outside or like inviting the neighbors over or like going to meet a friend for dinner or coffee. But that is really what fuels me back up. Like that and being outside. I've also been trying to like just do self-work and like read and just spend time with my self because I do that all day working from home but it's not like I'm spending time on myself but being around people really like fuels me up being an extrovert extrovert like energy wise and passion wise and all of those things so I've been trying to be really intentional about that that's really cool and very different from Danny's and my style too because we're both very much introverts and I think we would love to be extroverts but like you find it draining to be home alone. I find it draining to be out in public for more than like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm working on like a transition. And actually, I want to kind of circle back to something you said earlier about living in real life, not living life via online. Mm-hmm. And that hit me hard this weekend. And I'm glad you articulated it because I couldn't have explained it. Mm-hmm. Because we went out, we took a night and we got a hotel 30 minutes away in Detroit downtown Uh and we're at dinner and my husband reaches for the appetizer and goes do you need to take a picture first and I was like holy crap (laughs) 
I have been doing this for so long that I have trained my husband not to touch the food in the restaurant until I've taken a picture. And it's not the first time, but we've done press trips together multiple times. And we've he's been to events that are set up for we're, we're there because we're covering it on the blog or something. And so this has been such a big part of our life that it's become how our life works. Whether we're intentionally on something where we're being paid to be there to take pictures and post on social media, or we're just on our own, we've yeah. developed some of these habits. And going away this weekend... The hotel wasn't comped. We weren't there on a press trip. Like, we paid for everything. Like, we weren't there to cover it. And did I take some pictures in case I want to cover it later? Yes. Are they great like I was doing if I was being paid to be there? No. Mm -hmm. But, like, taking the time to, like, mentally take that break and go, I'm here for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to post this online. Mm -hmm. I'm here to enjoy this nice comfy hotel room bed, not to post pictures of it. And I can pick where I want to go eat, not what has cool food that I can feature on Instagram and enjoying eating the food before it gets cold instead of worrying about getting some decent lighting to take a damn picture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And taking that break and taking that step back and realizing I'm living life to enjoy it right this second, not to post it edited later on. Yeah. And I am so glad you articulated that because like, I noticed it throughout the weekend, mm -hmm. but I couldn't place, you know, what it was that I was having to make that mental change. Yeah. But into the introvert extrovert thing, I also found this weekend because I was less focused on getting the shot and capturing the details and all that, I talked to people and it didn't drain me. Mm. And so I don't know if it's because I had extra energy to divert to that. Yeah. But I've been making if i'm out and i can do it i make myself talk to people and do that and uh -huh. it's not as draining as i've usually found it to be because mm -hmm. and i think it's having that extra energy because i'm not focused on how is this going to look online later to being in the moment so it's amazing mm -hmm. what that shift can do mm -hmm. personality wise and energy wise and just letting go of living online <laughs> Yeah, it's hard though. Like, and it's funny when you're like, it was hard for me to articulate it. Cause one week I was just like, I, I, you know, when you feel that way and you're like, where are the words? Where are the words? And Josh and I were like taking Boken for a walk and I'm like, I feel like shit and I don't know why. And like, I was just talking and I was just kind of word vomiting all over him. Like, Ugh. yeah, husbands and, need to get used to that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And he's like, he's so good about it. But like, then that, that's ended up, that ended up being what I was saying. And I was like, oh, oh, that's how I feel. Oh, that's what I've been doing. Like, I didn't even realize it. I just felt like this weird disconnect or I don't know. I felt weird. But then like when I said it, I was like, oh yeah, oh, that's what I feel. But it's also hard because like sometimes when you're having fun, you're like, oh, I want to like, I also enjoy Instagram stories. I enjoy like writing and things like that. So it's like, for me, it's like finding that balance of like, okay, how much of being online makes me happy? And then like, at what point does it no longer make me happy? And like, where do I like, create that boundary. Yes. Boundaries are so important when it comes to that. And I find I'm finally able to like pick those out. And when you have boundaries, the FOMO mm -hmm. goes away. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the important thing. Like if yeah. you're so focused on everything being there when you're not trying to post everything, yeah, you're going to feel that FOMO. Mm -hmm. And then it flips when you're not so worried about it and you realize everything you've been missing, you, you get a little bit of that FOMO back, but mm -hmm. it eventually kind of evens out and you don't really feel that way anymore like this weekend I was not I didn't care what I was missing on Instagram mm -hmm, or Facebook mm -hmm. or anything 
But I also know Sunday morning we had a photo shoot and I needed to be doing those things. I needed to be doing Instagram stories and that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was fine because that time was set aside. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't missing out on real life. Like this is real life right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those those boundaries help so much. Yeah. They're so hard though. It's so like I realized like there's relationships in my life and like personal life where like I've been good about boundaries, like putting up boundaries, even though they were like hard as hell to do. But now I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to do this online because that's the one thing I've not figured out. Like I know I need them, but I don't know how yet. (laughs) And it'll look different for everybody. I think that's the thing. Like you're not going to find a how to do boundaries for online life because Mm -hmm. it's different for everybody depending on your business and your life. And there's... No one size fits all for this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, girl. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So I really like that one. The idea of helping to maintain your own creative like process and everything by Mm -hmm. setting up boundaries. Lauren, do you think that there are like three other things that our listeners might need to know about kind of like helping to maintain creativity or helping to inspire yourself Mm -hmm. and everything? Like Three things to help maintain creativity and, and inspire you. Or just like three mm-hmm. things you want our audience mm-hmm, to take away mm-hmm. from this episode. One thing, like one word that's just been swirling around in my life recently is authenticity. And and I think that when you can hone in on your authentic self and your authentic desires and likes and dislikes, like that is where your true creativity can flow. And I think that that looks different for everyone, but trying to hone in on that and in those like trying to find those moments that feel really authentic to you and letting the creativity flow there I think is really important the other I think is consuming less I don't care who you are I think that consuming always leads to a little bit of like doubt or comparison or like creative influence and not that being influenced creatively is a bad thing but I think that there is 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 a point where if you feel as though the things that you are creating look less like your dreams and more like hers, then that creativity no longer feels good because it it feels disconnected from you. So I think, yeah, I think like trying to hone in on your authenticity, consuming less. And I, I, I would like the third tip I would share is like a question that I've just been asking myself a lot over the past few months. And it's about everything, but it's what feels good. And I think that can apply to how you're getting into that creative zone, what you're creating, what creativity looks like for you. But I just sit back a lot of times and I'm like, okay, what feels good right now? You know, whether it's a topic of conversation mm-hmm. that I'm going to talk about or something I'm, I'm going to do outside of business, even asking myself that question, like helps me get into a place that feels right for me. I love that. Okay. So just to kind of wrap up, can you let our listeners know where they can find more of you? Yeah. So you can search for the Grit and Glitter podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, You can go to gritandglitterco.com and listen there. Yeah. And then I'm on Instagram after my hiatus. I'm still there. At Grit and Glitter Co. as well as on Facebook. And I'm on Twitter, I am at Grit underscore Glitter Co. So that's the main places where you can find me. Awesome. Well, Lauren, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you. I'm so excited that we got you on because I just get energized <laughs> after all of our conversations. So it's so great Ditto. to talk This has you. been so fun, really. This is like such a wonderful start to my day. So thank you, ladies, so much. That's a wrap. What a fantastic conversation, and it doesn't have to end here. Continue to chat with us over the Do It Scared Facebook group. There you can connect with Liza and I, as well as many of our amazing listeners. And to make sure that you don't miss a single episode, be sure to subscribe to Do It Scared on iTunes or Stitcher. 
And if you've enjoyed these conversations, do us a quick favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. It seriously means the world to us and helps get our podcast in front of new listeners every day. 